Warning! What follows is a story, a tale of monsters, madness, and mayhem. They call me Nick. And I'm Zach. (laughs) Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore and other crazy things that aims to enlighten, entertain, and Good evening. Hello. What's shaking? Bacon. Crazy. What? <laughs> hey, did you know the Earth is full of strange and bizarre creatures? I do. Maybe one of the most bizarre is humankind. That's for sure. But there's also wild things out there. Wild wonders that we don't know about. Hmm. A lot of things live on this Earth we have yet to discover. Let to know about. Cryptids. Cryptids, but other things that we have actually found, and they do exist. So we're going to do a little dive into into things we did not know existed, Mm -hmm. and now we know existed, because the Earth is a big, magical place with a lot going on. So we're going to do a little dabbling, a little spooky, weird, maybe more weird this episode. This episode may focus heavily on weird, um, from news.com. Mangabay.com. I just thought it was cool because it's top 15 species discoveries of 2022. Mm-hmm. That was last year. It was. I mean, I'm sure the next article will come out in 2023 once it's all said and done. Yeah. Articles just, they just wait to build them up and yep. they pump it out. Well, they're all waiting for the aliens to show up. So they were like, mean, discover this year. Man. They just might be. Because what is going on? I do not know. I never know. Me neither. Um, so jumping into this bad boy. Just looking. I'm going to read some of these little summaries here. Again, from mangabay.com. A resplendent rainbow fish. A frog that looks like chocolate. A Thai tarantula. And anemone? And see anemone? 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 Bop, bop, anemone. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, That rides on the back of a hermit crab. And then the world's largest water lily. These are just a few things that were discovered in 2022. Holy fuck. A water lily? Yeah, it's a giant, evidently. What's also bizarre, this article goes on to talk about how 10% of all the species on this planet have been described. So that means there's probably 90% more. But a lot of times, like, the extra chunk is, like, small, like, but, like tiny insects and things that we have no idea yeah. even, you know, dwell on this planet. Yeah, or you go, oh, what the fuck is that, and squish it. Right. Let's go, well, that leads you to this next little bullet point. How It, it kind of goes on to talk about, um, you know, they find something. And they're like, whoops, it's almost gone already. Hmm. Because was uh, that the last of that species on Earth that I just squashed in my basement? Right. Yeah. Well, there was three of these. Now there's two. Didn't know about that. 
It also uh, goes on to specify how just because Western science hasn't discovered it does not mean indigenous populations haven't known about it forever. That's a thing. I'm interested in this frog that looks like chocolate. How do you feel about that? Chocolate frogs? I mean, chocolate frogs. Yeah. Brian Karstens, a professor at the Ohio State University. (laughs) I thought that you were going to say that's what the frog was called. (laughs) Brian. (laughs) Brian. (laughs) Yeah, so the chocolate frog, uh, Brian. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Karstens, a frog. Would go on. No, he is a professor at the Ohio State University. Based on our analysis, a conservative estimate would be that there are hundreds of species of mammals worldwide that have yet to be identified. Which, again, is still crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, that's technically a cryptid, right? Creatures unknown to yeah, science. Yeah, basically, sure. And, like, they still think, like, 20% of mammals haven't been discovered. So, again... That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean... Mammals are usually bigger, and even rats. Like they're, if we're comparing it to like beetles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 146 new species, including 44 lizards, 30 ants, 14 sea slugs, 14 flowering plants, 13 sea stars, seven fishes, four beetles, four sharks, three moths, three worms, two scorpions, two spiders, two leeches, one toad, one clam, so one aphid, and one sea biscuit. What? What? Those are the things they found. It's a horse. What? A sea biscuit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are things they found, but they don't know to science yet? Uh, those, those are new things they discovered. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those are new things they've named, yeah. So those things were pre- previously unknown. That makes more sense. Or classified, yeah. What the fuck is a sea biscuit? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably the cousin of the sea wafer. <laughs> or a sea cookie. Sea cookie. How do you feel about sea muffins? Uh, when I typed in sea biscuit, it literally just brings up the horse. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to be good for our listeners because it's a picture of a chocolate frog, but I'm going to show it to you because you need to know what the uh, burrowing frog looks like from the Peruvian Amazon. It's the chocolate frog? It's a chocolate frog. Oh, yeah, it looks edible. It looks like a chocolate frog. I'm sure it would taste great. Chocolate frog legs? Yeah, herptologist have followed a distinctive frog call to one of the rarest habitats in the forest, the Amazon peatlands. Their researchers dug up a new species of burrowing frog called Synapteranus danta. How do you feel about a Synapteranus? It sounds like a bad time. Got anything good to say about a Synapteranus? No, I don't. sounds like a bad time. Synapteranus. Maybe. That's a tyrant Seraptus. The frog has been nicknamed the taper frog for its distinctive looking snout. It is a little it's a little pointy. Kind of looks like a Muppet snout. Kinda like Gonzo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got a he's got a goofy looking face. Wow, that's judgmental. Well, it's not my fault he's goofy looking. Wow, this is bad talk about this poor little frog. What's he gonna come after me? He might burrow into you. I think you'd be have to, you'd have to worry about your synapteranus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they uh they his discovery led them to like, hey, maybe we should protect this area a little bit more because we didn't know he was here and he's in the ground. Then there's a uh, new species of uh sunbird. Um uh, 
from Indonesia's Wakatobi Islands. He's a cute little birdie. Look at him. Isn't he nice? Didn't know he was around. Oh, he's uh looks friendly. Yeah, he looks pretty cool. He's pretty decent. And then we got a bunch of eight new to science geckos discovered in Madagascar. You know, they're cute little geckos. I don't know what they Madagascar know is like a weird place too. It's like it's it, got yeah. its own shit going on. Yeah, it's like in Australia or Tasmania. Like it's just kind of its own separate evolutionary tract. Sure. Things you don't see all the time everywhere else because they're just specific to their... Yeah, within the last 30 years, 150 new to science species were found in Madagascar. Did you say Australia? Yeah. No, no, not just now. Before I said Australia. Because it's an island. You're not going to find a kangaroo anywhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got you. That kind of stuff. But uh, but to your point... That is very true. To your point, 90% of the species in Madagascar are endemic. That's the only place they're found in Madagascar. kind of a weird thing. Right. I mean, it's a big island. Yeah, but still, island stuff's weird Mm -hmm. in a good way. Hmm, That article goes on to talk about something, too, that I might, you know, anyways. You know, a lot of things live there, so maybe we should worry about what's going on with that place. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, that Menominee on the back of a hermit crab? Oh, going for a ride. Oh, yeah, he's having fun. Like, look at this crap. It's a big ball of tentacles and stuff. Basically, yeah, yeah. He's new, fancy. Fancy. Wrote his way into the science books he on did. a crab. He did. Right high. On his crab chariot. Mm-hmm. His valiant steed. Mm-hmm. The, uh... That little guy eats falling debris and protects the hermit crab from parasites and predators. A symbiotic relationship, They're a huh? team, for sure. I want you to think of Eddie Brock and the Venom symbiote. Same relationship. Yeah. Venom eats heads. This guy eats little debris. Mm-hmm. Venom protects Eddie Brock from, like, you know, Dr. Octopus and shit. Yeah, sure. This guy protects him from little parasites that want to eat him. Them fucking parasites. I know, right? Some crazy tarantulas, cool. I mean, that fish is described as spectacular. Look at him. Again, <laughs> good for an audio medium. Spectacular. But still, that's a pretty cool looking it's fish. Like a rainbow. He's got a lot of colors yeah, going on. He certainly does. Very cool. <laughs> we got somebody named the new tiny rain frog after Greta Thunberg. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's called. Is it just named Greta. I wish. <laughs> it's. Priestamantis Greta Thunbergae. Okay. I know um, what the one part means. Yeah. And the Priestamantis just means, I don't know. I don't speak Latin. Oh. It'd be great if they named the frog, I don't know, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> this cute little sloth. Okay, we got a bunch of new animals, though. That's a big sloth, though. We didn't know that was around. Yeah. That's a big dude. Mammal. That dude weighs at least... 20 pounds. At least 20 pounds. That's a sizable thing. Because what scientists thought was one species of maned sloth is now classified as two after viewing DNA, morphological, and behavioral evidence. The new species, the southern maned sloth, Bradypus crinitis, has a flatter skull and a head that looks like a coconut. The name crinitis means hairy. Keep that in mind. Okay. Algae, mites, ticks, beetles, and moths usually inhabit sloth's hair. Uh, this sloth is endemic to 
Brazil's Atlantic Forest. It's a very diverse region. It's weird that every time they mention these things, it talks about how vulnerable environments are and how, um, you know, we don't know how much longer these creatures will be around. Weird thing to mention. Yeah. I'm sure I won't address it again at all. It's I weird re- that every time I drive over the river on 80, it smells like chemicals right now. Yeah, that's also probably fine, right? I that's, think so. That's real great. Um, but yeah, so these are just, you know, again, just kind of a taste. Um, this little tiny owl, you know, little tiny owl guy. Just a guy. And if I remember, I'll just doing post bird this stuff. Yeah, he's just doing bird stuff, flying around, different flowers and stuff. And then, I mean, if you want to see the world's largest giant water lily. Hell yeah, I do. There's that guy. Holy shit, it's huge. It's like a pool. It's like eight feet across, it looks like, with the people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard big, to say. Yeah, it looks big. massive. How did we not know that was a thing? 3.3 meters, so about 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's found in the wetlands of the Bolivian Amazon and has been assessed as vulnerable to extinction. Weird. Again, another thing where they stress it's on the uh, chopping block, maybe. I wonder why all these things are on the chopping block. I, I mean, everything's fine, right? Nothing's going bad on this planet. Mushrooms. This cute little another frog species. Who he? This guy fucking looks cool. That's cool. It's cool. He looks like a caution like strip. A tiger. Yeah, it's like a tiger Halloween frog. I love that. That's fun. But yeah, a lot of cool, fun little guys. Again, that's an article from mangabay.com. That's cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we uh, we didn't know those creatures existed. And then we found them, and then we did. Well, there's another creature that we didn't know existed. Okay. And then we discovered in Antarctica. Oh, yeah? Remember how we talked about a fake thing that was discovered in Antarctica, like an octopus killing machine in the depths? I talked about it at one point. It was like a it was like a, a fiction writer, but then the article got caught wind on Facebook. Mm. It was like a multi-layered octopus, and it would like kill things and like shapeshift maybe and just fuck around. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to show you a picture of a creature. Or maybe I'll just read you the title of this article. I don't know. You want nothing? You want to just see a picture of what this thing looks like? I'm just going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is something we didn't know existed. And this will probably be the picture for the, uh, the picture for the, um, the post. Oh, that guy. Mm, nope. You like that? No, I, what, I can't do you see, see what do you, what, what do you see? Live science. Oh, okay. <laughs> It twisted on me, didn't it? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, you tell me. What do you feel? What, just what do you what do you feel about that? What do you think about that? What's that look like? Was that cool? That looks like Cthulhu. Yeah, describe what kind of, you know, just a thing. I'll read the headline that got my attention before I even looked at that. That's picture. a real thing? That's a real thing. Because it's got, like, a bunch of tentacles, way too many tentacles, and they look sharp. It's got 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... That is not an octopus. That is, is a is, dodecapus. Dodecapus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> dodecahedron? I don't think that's... <laughs> uh, it might be right. Okay. Dodecapus. I'm just going to go, yeah. Just, I'm right. Look at this. Look, look I'm right. Do, dodecahedron. Nope. Let's not look looking it up. Okay. I'm right. All right. We're not going to look up what a dodecahedron is. All right. 
Don't need to know. But this is the article. This one or another one got my attention. Bizarre alien-like creature discovered deep in Atlantic Ocean has 20 gangly arms. So that would be up top. No, it is. Yeah, this is Antarctic. But yeah, Atlantic is a big ocean. I was talking too fast. I was distracted by just this crazy fucking thing. There's another picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was not right. Yeah, I didn't think so. I seemed wrong. <laughs> Dodeca is 12. That's what I was thinking, but I couldn't confirm, and I was thinking about monsters. Icosagon. Is 20? Icosapus. <laughs> Icosapus. <laughs> Icosapus, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, the article, this Live Science article even starts resembling an alien or a Lovecraftian horror. The Antarctic. Yes, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and what it is, it's a strawberry feather star. Nope. And Strawberries are nice little berries. That does not look nice. Yeah, well, it's one of four new species of crinoids that scientists found at the bottom of the ocean. Do you know what a crinoid is? I sure don't. Would you love to know? Yep. They're... They stress eerie in here, but it goes on to say, quote, perfectly symmetrical. They stress eerie? They, they like group of eerie and comma, perfectly symmetrical creatures that. <laughs> I like include, that they're describing these animals as eerie. <laughs> I know, right? Includes, it's just in their description. Yeah, just, right. this thing's eerie. Yeah, this is this will freak you out. But they include sea lilies and sea feathers. Sea lilies attach themselves to the ocean floor with a stalk, while sea feathers abandon their stalk upon reaching maturity to waft themselves to the sea with their mesmerizing synchronized swishes of their arms. Huh. They only thought there was one Antarctic feather star, but alas, there are more. They go on to say even eight. And they live um, in the southernmost... Point of the world? Yeah, well, they live like in the deep depths, about 330 to 3,300 feet. So they live from anywhere from 100 to 1,000 meters. 1,000 meters? Damn. That's deep. But they can be dark purple. I mean, they can be dark red purple. Um, so, yeah, they had a net, and they you know, were looking for their DNA. They caught a few, checked them out. Yeah. It swims with rhythmic pulses from its arms. Does look Lovecraftian. I mean, it totally does. It looks horrifying. Mm -hmm. But this exists on your planet. Yeah. This is here with us. It's just as much an earthling as we are. I wonder what it tastes like. And you want to eat it. <laughs> well, you could, you could keep it in a tank and you could eat it one of its arms for almost a month. Every day, cut off an arm and then eat it. And then you'd be fucked up. Mm -hmm. that, would, that would be mean. Mm hmm. Yeah, it goes on to describe the feather star more as in um, bacon. No, well, not how, <laughs> we're not gonna, we're gonna get away from how it tastes. Cause I don't think they ate it, but it has a strawberry-like nub on its body. Which, from all these tentacles, I could not see the strawberry nub. Not, not truly. I mean, they say this is its strawberry. This looks like I'm showing you like some XXX material here, but this is. It looks like you're showing me something from. That's like his, a face hugger. Yeah, literally, it looks like that for sure. That's like his little. They call this his little strawberry head, which I. Um, okay, I can kind of see it. Kind of, but like it looks more again like a xenomorph hell creature from um, H.R. Geiger's. Yeah. You know, artistic works. But this thing is. Well, let's quote the article. 
eerie. Yeah, but it uses its appendages, you know, to attach to the floor. But then they, yeah, they just jump around. They swim their arms. They paddle about with their rhythmic pulses. Describe it as dancing. And then they, you know, they eat some plankton. Hmm. Huh. So this is another thing. That's, this is weird how this connects to anything I'm talking about. Odd. Crinoids, quote, crinoids like these dominated the young seas of our planet. So imagine a world dominated by crinoids. Just these things floating around, swimming around. No, dominated like they're Dom- the po- the yeah. power center. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, they were they were the muscle. Yeah, they're just like we're all the we're gonna. We are the world government. Bully you up, right? This is the world run by the crinoid established government. Mm-hmm. Everybody eats algae. Yeah, bow to the crinoids. Plankton for us, algae for you. Mm-hmm. Watch our rhythmic pulses. Jeez, crinoids, that's intense. But they were largely wiped out, along with 95% of life on Earth during the Permian mass extinction, which occurred 251 million years ago. Odd. Mass extinctions. Weird. Don't know why I'm talking about that. That's bizarre. Crazy. Never heard of it. No. And we're going to dive into... Uh, I picked a few articles here just to see if we can learn more about about our beloved um, crinoid here. Yeah, again, this article is on to also describe things that you've described. Um, alien, mm-hmm. you know. Some arms are up to, it's not like super huge, because it goes on to say like some arms are like eight inches long. So mm-hmm. like, but I mean, it's like a guy. He's got some, yeah. some substance to him. You know? I mean, the photo makes it look larger than it that. It certainly does. But there's sure. no perspective. Yeah, from this article, quote, this article. I can is, deal with that thing being eight inches. This article is from. If it was eight feet, I'd have a real problem. Yeah, it would. It would rest. It mess you up. It fuck you up. It rough you up. It it tumble you about. Mm-hmm. You would be in trouble. Um, this article is from Popular Science. Behold, a twenty-armed strawberry-shaped Antarctic sea creature. Oh. Again, we we use the uh, term strawberry very generous here. Yeah, nothing about it really looks strawberry. No, but here's a quote about some. Antarctic life, quote, as we continue to to understand how diverse ecosystems like the Antarctic are or other difficult to sample habitats like the deep sea. Again, we don't know what's down there, Zach. We don't know. We didn't know this was down there. Not like this. And this article is like very recent, like this past, this discovery is like this past week. Hmm. Actually, a couple days ago, I think it was the 17th. We should continue to appreciate how precious and important these areas are in sustaining a diverse Marine ecosystem, says Narita Wilson, an invertebrate marine biologist at the Western Australian Museum. Wilson and her colleagues reported the Antarctic strawberry feather star and three other new feather star species in a study published in July in the journal Invertebrate Systematics. Those four species were among the creatures caught in a net cast in the sub-Antarctic Indian Ocean. Researchers used DNA samples from the invertebrates to look for a special genetic marker named mitochondrial cytochrome Oxidase subunit one. This gene is a popular identifier because it mutates at a rate that helps distinguish between vertebrate and invertebrates and also has conserved sequences that allow biologists to identify closely related species. So they can use this guy to track and see who's connected to who. Mm -hmm. Because even though you might look at a feather star and think, hey, they all look the same, they are in fact very different. The DNA allows them to... Uh, there's another... Oh, that's the same picture, just upside down. I mean, yeah, man. The closer you look... Like... 
I just want this saved on your phone forever so you're going to get a picture of the sea feather. I hope you enjoy that. And just look at that before I go to bed and be like, what? Yeah. It's Are a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't like that? Not particularly. I mean, it does look terrifying. It looks alien. It's weird how the I mean, deep, it is alien. How the deeper you're, it's weird how the deeper you get in the ocean. Huh. You actually sent it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that's nuts. Right? It's not great. I mean, it's fine, but like... It's not great. This is kind of nightmare fuel. And more about this specific, like this this type of the eight species. Six have ten arms and two have ten... I mean, six have twenty arms and two have ten arms. But this guy is just nuts. Yeah, it's creepy. Very creepy. I don't want one of those touching my leg when I'm in the beach or at the beach. No, well, thank goodness the beach usually doesn't go 3,800 feet under the ocean surface. Well. That's decent. He can stay down. He can have his space down there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But to that extent, Wilson continues, quote, we need to conserve all habitats, not just the ones we can easily visit. Because they all connect in ways we don't understand. And maybe they're meant to exist together because they've grown that way. When? What? When? What do you mean? When things have grown together? Yeah. Just the history of the earth? Yeah. We've all existed simultaneously? Yeah. Different habitats? Right. I like the title of this article from Business Insider. Scientists found a new sea creature with 20 arms and named it after a strawberry. Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) John. All right, Patrick. Patrick the sea feather. All right, so the writers of the article would, I mean, of the uh, the paper written about these guys, um, really talks about how they added that the Siri have tiny claws at the end that are used to hold onto the bottom of the seafloor. The so-called arms are the longer, feathery-like parts of the Antarctic strawberry feather star shown in the image. They're typically spread out, Rouse, and help with the creature's mobility. So just imagine this thing come ripping at you with all of its tentacles. Wrapping its tentacles around your head. In the sea. And like, you know, what do you think it's going to do? Use this little strawberry nub and put a little like seed in your belly? Yeah. Then you're going to go home. That's what it looks like. Go home to your spaceship. Mm -hmm. And then something's going to bust out of you. Yep. That'd be messed up. Oh, here's a picture of one. This is a picture of it as it's flailing about. I mean, yeah, man. Look at that. Just in the ocean, flailing about. Yeah, it's an alien. It's weird how things that deep in the ocean resemble things we expect to find in space because of how different the environment is. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's also Earth, baby. Uh-uh, not my Earth. Not... <laughs> I love that. That is absurd. They go on to say in the paper, quote, otherworldly appearance... Of the swimming motions of feather stars. So everybody's like looking at this thing and just again, even like you're talking now, like what is going, it doesn't seem like Earth. Yeah, no. Also, it's called a feather star. Yeah, feather star. Yeah. It does look kind of feathery. Because like, I know starfish, so they're trying to. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's just like scary looking compared to feather stars. It it does kind of undersell how (laughs) horrifying it is to our human sensibilities. Yeah. I don't know. What would you name this thing if you saw it? Uh, insect octopus. 
I would just be like, hell no. Water floater. Water, <laughs> water floater. Well, all those things combined. Oh, okay. Insect, in, water, insect, water floater. <laughs> insect floater. octopus. Oh. Insect octopus. They're yeah. like, all right, well, we can't let this guy name things anymore. That's the last one. Well, just say it in Latin instead. Yeah, it's, then, then it's like a whole sentence. I'm curious now. As far as creatures we didn't know existed, but then would go on, you know, to be discovered, it talks about, this article specifies how um, uh, Scripps Institution of Oceanography name up to 10 to 15 species a year. Oh, then, weird. Then it goes on to say, we find many species. The problem is the amount of work that goes into actually naming them, which again, I'm sure it's, you know, a lot because we have to, you know, name everything. But I'm kind of interested more in the uh, in the discovery of these things because they were here the whole time and we never knew. Yeah. Which like begs the question, how many creatures have lived on Earth that we will never know about? Because their names are not... Because their remains... I mean, we'll never know their names. That's a typo. We'll never know their names. We don't know if they're named Carl or not. The point is, the the remains are lost to the fossil record. We will never know that those things lived and died on this planet. But what is hopeful and exciting is the idea that there are creatures alive right now that we don't know about, but we'll know about once they are discovered. That's hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of things out there that we haven't found yet. We're going to find them, and someone's going to waste time naming them, but it'll be exciting to see this thing. I mean, I've never seen a star feather before, and that was brought to my attention by the internet. Yep. That's cool to see. Mm-hmm. To widen my horizons to know that the Earth is more diverse than we could have possibly imagined. Uh, but to end on maybe a more, uh, you know, a more complicated note. Sure. A rougher note. Maybe. How many more will go undiscovered because they have felt fell victim to the sixth great mass extinction that we are currently living through. Here's a quote from uh, the Manga Bay article that I just talked about earlier, the one I copied to put down here. There is something immensely unethical and troubling about humans driving species extinct without ever even having appreciated their existence and given them consideration. Walter Jets, a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology at Yale University, on what he told Manga Bay. Hey, how is the Earth doing, Zach? What are you Great. Doing? How are we doing? I mean, when is the last time a uh, desert was hit with a hurricane that could cause both floods and wildfires at the same times? Today. A year's <laughs> worth of rain in days? In some areas, multiple years worth in a couple of days some parts could get up to two years worth of rain in just days what's that going to do to anyone not following along by the time this comes out this would have happened by now yeah i don't know i don't know when that's supposed to happen soon though very soon here's a cnn article here's a cnn article we're not built for this tropical storm hillary batters uh california with heavy rain and catastrophic floods oh it did start Oh, yeah, it started. We're going to do, uh, we're going to dive into some of these articles because uh, this is what, where I felt today. I was like, well, don't like any of this. Mm-hmm. Don't like the fact that I can go from a 20 legged octopus creature in the Antarctic to uh, there might be more we'll never know about and everything's fucked. After making landfall in Mexico earlier Sunday, which is um, today, 
Tropical Storm Hillary has crossed into California, where it is unleashing heavy rain and turning roads into gushing streams as officials warn of potentially deadly floods. We're not used to this level of precipitation, generally. Certainly not in the middle of summer. That was San Diego Mayor Todd. Gloria, he was talking to Jim Acosta. Cool guy, great stuff. CNN, I'm here for the content. That's what I'm here for. They're going to say, we're not built for this rainfall. Yeah, because it's the desert. It's the southwest of North America. Right. And they might start getting goblins there now. They certainly could summon some goblins. Um, If they're no longer a desert, you know, that map last week. The goblins. Then they're going to have to deal with goblins. Mm -hmm. Rainfall. Goblins. And goblins. Authorities are telling people, like, not to move around or drive. Because this could also cause, you know, mudslides. Roads could fall apart. Uh, debris could be just whipping around. Um, again, it's a desert that is getting a hurricane. That's a weird thing. Um, the last time any hurricane hit California was like 1939, and it was a weird freak thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the National Weather Service, um, they put this on social media. This is a life-threatening flood, in all capitals. This is life-threatening flooding. Of course it is. Yeah, so here's an update. Hillary's Corps, in other words, its center crossed into Southern California Sunday evening, but the state began feeling the storm's effects much earlier in the day, and rain totals have added up. Parts of Palm Springs saw more than two inches of water in just six hours Sunday, nearly half of what they average over an entire year, the Weather Service said. Oh, shit. Yeah. And with the day not over yet, there were multiple other rainfall records broken Sunday, including in downtown Los Angeles, Burbank, and Palmdale. Officials are saying unprecedented raining and flooding. Yeah, this is the this is the path. I know it's a little smaller on my phone, but like basically like straight up from Los Angeles, just cutting through. Yeah, I saw the map. Uh I just didn't know what the timeline on it was. It's going straight into, like, Nevada. Yep. It's heading straight for, yeah. I mean, cutting up through there. I mean, literally just... And that's just, like, the line. And it covers this wide area. So, like, it's the whole... This whole little chunk down there. I mean, Nevada gets hit by hurricanes regularly, so they'll be fine. Oh, well, I mean, right. Again, they've they've prepared for this. They've built structures to prevent against, you know... They've been draining their lakes slowly. Yeah, see? Recently to account for the hurricane coming. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Nevada, governor declared a state of emergency. Flash flooding. I mean, 7 million people are under a flash flood watch. Los Angeles and Ventura counties already, you know, they could see up to 1.5 inches of rain dumped per hour. Schools closing. Goes on to talk about how one person has passed away. Um, their vehicle was swept away along the Baja California Peninsula. Damn. Yeah. So uh, that's not good. We're going to. Touching on an APnews.com article. 
Yeah, tropical Storm Hillary swirls northward, packing deadly rainfall along Mexico's Baja coast. Because we're talking about, you know, California because part of the United States. But you know what's before the hurricane and before California? Mm-hmm. Mexico. Uh, tropical Storm Hillary swirled northward Sunday just off the coast of Mexico's Baja, California Peninsula. It's getting Baja blasted. It is getting Baja blasted, which is, uh, you know, just a lot to handle. It's just a lot to handle. (laughs) It's just just a lot to deal with. Um, Yeah, people are are saying catastrophic and life-threatening in regards to the flooding. Um, As of 8 a.m. Pacific time, Hillary was located, and this is, um, you know, dated today, August 20th, the recording of this episode. Hillary had maximum sustained winds of you know, 70 miles per hour, moving northwest at 25 miles per hour. Um, the Mexican cities of Ensenada and Tijuana remain directly in the tropical storm's path, and meteorologists warn that despite weakening, the storm remained treacherous, of course, because this is what happens in this area all the time. Hurricanes! Yeah, forecasters said the storm was still expected to enter the history books as the first tropical storm to hit Southern California in 84 years bringing flash floods, mudslides, isolated tornadoes. High, you just throw a few tornadoes in the mix, too. High okay. winds, power outages, um, evacuation advisories had been issued. Um, they want everybody to get the hell out of there because, yes, but that's easier said than done in any of these situations. Yeah, I guess in the uh, Elizabeth Adams at the uh, National Weather Service San Diego office, rain could fall up to three inches an hour across Southern California's mountains and deserts. I mean, it's just going to be wild. It's just going to be fucking awful. It's terrible. Safe emergencies have been issued. Um, I read a, I don't, I forget if it was an article or if it was a post, because when I'm just reading things, it all gets absorbed in my brain. But like, um, as far as disasters, like FEMA's funds are running severely low, if not over. Because you know what we haven't talked about as far as like climate and shit goes? How, you know, Maui fucking was roasted by a wildfire where over 80... Oh, this says kill over 100 people. Ravage historic towns. Because when an island catches on fire, you've nowhere to go. Right. So that's horrifying. And uh, in Canada, we've had smokes and fires going on all summer, basically. Mm-hmm. With the smoke blowing itself into even our neck of the woods down here in uh, just south of Chicago. Um, so that's bad, not cool, not, uh, great. Forecasters warned it could dump up to 10 inches a year's worth of rain for some areas in Southern California and Nevada. This does not lessen the threat, especially the flood threat. Jamie Rome, the U.S. National Hurricane Center's deputy director, said during a Saturday briefing to announce the storm's downgraded status, don't let the weakening trend in the intensity lower your guard. No, because once it's just the flooding and the sliding and it's just a giant mess. Um, In Tijuana, Fire Department head Rafael Carrillo voiced the fear at the back of everyone's mind in the border city of 1.9 million people, particularly residents who live in homes on steep hillsides. If you hear noises or the ground cracking, it is important for you to check it and get out as fast as possible because the ground can weaken and your home could collapse. 
Mexico's Navy evacuated 850 people from islands off the Baja coast and deployed almost 3,000 troops for emergency operations. Uh, authorities in Los Angeles were doing their best to get um, people off the streets, like the homeless people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get get them just away. Um, sandbags going up all over the place. Game Baseball games have been rescheduled as if that's a priority during this situation. SpaceX delaying a rocket. I mean, yeah, that's the least you could do. Oh, oh, Joe Biden had this to say. I urge everyone, everyone in the path of this storm to take precaution and listen to the guidance of state and local officials. Nailed it. Well done. That stuff's bad. What do you think? How do you feel about the earth? It's fine. You think it's okay? Yeah. I mean, what do you feel about, how do you feel about the physical structure of the earth? Like the earth itself? It's hollow. Okay. Beyond that. <laughs> How do you, <laughs> beyond the little dinosaurs and demons and goblins that live inside the earth, Hillary may not be the only phenomenon putting the Southwest at risk. 5.1 magnitude earthquake hits near uh, Ojai in Ventura County, felt widely across Southern California. This article was dated today, August 20th, 2023. I mean, maybe it is hollow. Maybe things are going to start pouring out of California. I mean, is that where the uh, the portal opens? The Hellgate opens. A magnitude, I mean, Buffy was in California. A magnitude of Hellmouth. A magnitude 5.1 earthquake jolted Ventura County Sunday afternoon as much of Southern California was bracing for Hurricane Hillary. The quake hit around 2.41 p.m. and was centered about four miles southwest of Ojai, according to the USGS. At least six aftershocks have measured above 3.0. Quote, we don't know whether this would have been large enough to actually create a field expression to the earthquake expert Lucy Jones. There were no immediate reports of injuries or damages, but according to users of social media, it was felt across the greater Los Angeles area. Quote, every earthquake has something to teach us. The smaller ones we see so often, you start running out of new things to learn, said Jones. This is the first time we've had a magnitude 5 since 1932 in exactly this location. Within the Ventura Basin, it's just not common. Weird. That's unusual, too. Huh, strange. There was also some talk about what perhaps the um, the change in, um, you know, the, the um, trying to think of the, uh, you know, the status of the water. Sure. The water, um, it's got a term. Watershed, you know, the, the area, sure. the water, like the the heavy increase of water that's about to slam across. Was mm-hmm. that going to go to the earth? And, of course, we know if you pump a lot of shit into the earth's crust, it can fuck with things. Yeah. I, it can I change mean, the pressure and moves things around. I don't know enough about tectonic science. Or, no, I don't think either uh, of us do. Any of that stuff. But it sounds like a bad time. I mean, it's not good. What do you think? Do you think all this stuff is normal? I think the Earth's doing okay? It's doing great? I mean, yes. Because we could even... Well, how we Normal's even, relative, so right now it's, it's yeah, normal. It is normal. It's the uh, the phrase everybody hates. The new normal. Yeah. Because uh, just speaking of our local area, we're under a cool heat advisory today. Did you see that? No. Okay. Heat advisory takes effect. This is from Chicago Five. The last article was from an NBC, uh, an ABC article for uh, Los oh, Angeles. Oh, you said heat advisory. Yeah, heat advisory takes effect in Chicago area, but Sunday scorcher is just the start. 
The Chicago area is bracing for some of the hottest temperatures of the season, and Sunday's heat advisory is just the start of what could be a record-setting week in the region. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know. It's supposed to be a hot week because I was getting my bees geared up yeah. to have water and all the shit they need to uh-huh. hopefully... I mean, the effect went down today. It goes from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., and we're recording after 8 p.m. now. Um, heat indices of exceeding 100 degrees are possible in uh, impact counties, which is basically the entire Chicago land itself. Um, and then closer to Lake Michigan, it's a little bit colder, but still low 90s. Heat is just beginning, a re- as record-setting temperatures could occur later in the week. A heat advisory is set to go into effect from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday, as heat index values of up to 109 are possible. Nice. I mean, it goes on to say, oh, let's say, let's just do a cute little local weather report. That's fine. Today could exceed 100 degrees. Um, It'll subside later in the day because that's normal. Monday, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Just low 80s. Humidity will keep its grip on the area. Tuesday, things shift. Low 90s, Wednesday, Thursday, is when they say, quote, will hit its zenith with record-breaking heat possible on both days. In the city of Chicago, the record high for August 23rd stands at 97 degrees. Do you know when that was set? Guess. Just guess like a decade of the 1900s. 80s. 1947. It's been a while since then. The high on Wednesday could potentially equal or exceed that number. Thursday's record high is also uh, is 100 degrees, and that was also set in 1947. Uh, 110 degrees Friday doesn't seem so bad, but we got four or five days. When every year is the hottest year on record, um, when species are going extinct before we can even identify them, um, it's lit. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. That's what the kids are calling off the chain. I don't think they call it that anymore. You know, the kid, I don't know if they ever did. I don't know if it was everything, a thing anything ever, anybody said seriously. I think it was just irony. Yeah. Which we know how that works out. You say something ironic and then you just say it yep. with a straight face and then people think you're saying it for real and you're like, maybe I am. Maybe I'm coming full circle. But as I was diving into looking at all those unidentified creatures, everything always talks about how much they're at risk how much they could be wiped out. And then as I looked around at a hurricane hitting California and a heat watch I was under, I was like, well, that sucks. Isn't that weird? Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Maybe it's something more people should start to fear, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll get wiped out, though. Well, so. those people? I mean, all people. But, oh, well, I mean, people are I don't think... designed for heat, but not like this. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be discriminatory. No. The earth no longer cares about, well, the earth never did care about what your opinions were, what you're up to. It's almost like we should have collectively treated it better. You know how when you get infected Mm -hmm. with a virus, your, your body heats up to kill that virus? I do. That's how it does it. Yeah. You see where I'm going here. I certainly do. (laughs) It is a very apt analogy. And it's really uh, a lot to think about. Yeah. In the Matrix, Agent Smith had it right when he called humanity a virus. Mm -hmm. 
the real virus. And uh, yeah, I just don't, I just don't like it. Especially we talked about a few weeks ago, how the town, the area where we live in, was hit by two tornadoes, and we, I had to like dig for it. There was a time when that would have been like a big deal. It should have been more. More people should have known that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drove around the day after it happened and saw these trees down. Looked it up. I'm like, oh yeah, we were hit by two tornadoes. Again. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. EF zero, EF one. But those are still. Um, I was in my basement playing video games, and then you showed up, and you're like, you know, there was a tornado, and I yep. was like, ah, uh, well, huh. <laughs> but I mean, I've been at my wits end with this shit. But when a hurricane is hitting California, can't we just be like, whoops, this isn't good? But I guess there's no way to stop it now. We're past that point. Yeah. All right. Well, buckle up for the climate wars. One of many, I'm sure, we'll get to deal with. Isn't that weird? That's fine. It's totally cool. Anyways, this is a real happy episode just to be like, this is where we're at. Yep. But if you want to feel better about yourself, we live in a world where maybe you'll feel better about yourself looking at a horrifying picture of a sea feather. Yeah. You're like, this guy's nice. He looks like a bad time. He might get to, his species might get to live for a little bit longer. He survived one, maybe a couple. Extinction Yeah, probably events. a couple. Yeah, he, he made it. Yeah, for be sure. fine. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if you got any cool stories to tell about crazy weather affecting you, if you got any crazy stories about how you've seen eldritch horrors in the depths of the ocean, that'd be cool. Um, email us at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com. Um, review and support the show any way you can. You can support us on the patreon.com slash weirdandfeared. Um, got a few extra episodes with me and Zach to shoot the shit after episodes are over, behind the veil. And leave us a review wherever you review podcasts and spread the word if you enjoy the show and you enjoy spooky things and you have friends who enjoy spooky things. Just suggest listening to a couple of spooky guys. Yeah. Rant about a lot of things. And uh, just stay, uh, maybe stay safe out there as things get absolutely insane. Yep. All right, guys. Buckle up. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.